Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kias, EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats and our very special guest. Uh, we're very privileged to have him. He's coached Nelly. Get this, 800 games, Nelly, at the NRL, UK Super League, state and national level, Badge. You've won premierships with this man. I was fortunate enough to spend my last season of my career with, uh, with this man as well. Four premierships at two clubs, a major influence on the game at all levels and for many years and will continue as he takes on the now the head coaching role in his second stint at the West Tigers, None other than Timmy Sheens. Welcome to Sports Day, Sheensy. Hello, guys. Does that make you sound that's really that's old? Very nice. Uh, eight hundred. Very nice. Eight hundred games now. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Wow. Um, I, some days I feel that too. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and here I am back for more. Are yeah. you mad? What What prompted you to take on the role again? <laughs> Oh, mate, look, football's been my life, really, uh, in real terms. When, when I think back, you know, from the time I was seven years of age, the, apparently the nun said to my mother in primary school, Tim would be a pretty good student if his head would come in outside uh, from the playing field. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, I think my, uh, my, my life was planned out even from that early. Cheesy, you came back to help out the West Tigers in an overseeing role and um, uh, that, that kicked in late last year, early this year. Oh, sorry, early this year. It, was, it, was it ever in the back of your mind that it might play out like this, that you might find yourself in this position? Gary, I, I, I didn't, mate. Honestly, I, I came back to, to support the club in an administrative role behind the desk. You know, I wasn't flying the jet anymore. I'd been grounded, and uh, that was fine. I'd done that in England in a number, a couple of the clubs, mm. um, and was quite happy to do so. Um, and our our ideal um, our ideal system, ideal system, mate, was going to be someone take it on for the five years, as we offered uh, young Cameron Serrata. Um And we didn't really, you know, there wasn't as many obvious sort of other people that we were interested in to, to any great degree. And I think, you know, Canterbury and even Warriors struggled, I think, uh, you know, looking for the right person. And uh, this system, this was sort of mooted as, a, you know, I suppose it's a Wayne Bennett system, isn't it? Sort of carry someone in your pocket for a year or two and then mm. let them go. Uh, but um, no, no, I guess. I, I really didn't think it wasn't the ideal thing that I was looking for, but now I find myself probably a different. It's a different feeling too. You're you're an interim coach, really. You're thinking I'm thinking two years to lay the platform for the for young Ben's. And uh, although I say young Ben's now, he's mm. you know, 
he's got a four-year-old and a uh, and he's well into his late uh, mid to mid thirties, and so so they're not he's not that young. But saying that, uh, he's got the energy of a young man, and uh, yeah, my job will be to lay a platform. I'll I'll do some time after the coaching in my current role to be there if he needs it, uh, just as a shoulder to talk, you know, someone to talk to about it. But but basically, I'm setting it up for him. So why why aren't you then if if this is the the right way to go? Uh, and I haven't seen this talked about anywhere. So forgive me if I'm going over. I'll grab. But why aren't you jumping straight into it now, Tim? And I know Noddy's there as a a caretaker, but why not put that system in place straight away with you and, and Benji or even you and Noddy? No, well, that's that's the secret of it, I think, in this uh, that I want to do. But I want to do that um, in the background, mate, and work the two boys and get them ready for it. Um, uh, the system that we're using at the moment has been working okay, as in, you know, they're, they're working together and carrying the team. I know we're not doing so well on the ladder, obviously, but at the end of the day, um, I think I need to get Benji and, and Rob and also finalise the staffing ready for November 1. Uh, we've got a World Cup, of course, where a lot of players are going to go overseas from all the clubs, so it's going to be an unusual pre-season. But we're planning those sorts of things now, and if, I, if we're tied up in actually coaching, we're not going to get the planning done, and I want to really do their pre-coaching before we get there, if you know what I mean. Like, we've got... A couple, two or three months to prepare the two boys, so it makes it a lot easier to get started that way. You've known Benji since he was mm. 17, Tim, and why him as an assistant and then a head coach? What attributes have you seen in, in him as a teenager to now that that he could handle such a crucial role? Look, I, he, he's extremely intelligent as far as the game is concerned. Um, he's got the right temperament, in my opinion. Uh, he's certainly got the energy for it. Um, but in real terms, he knows the game. And I think, that, you know, in all the coaches that have sort of, you know, uh, been under me as such, you know, all of them were intelligent to the game. You know, you, you know, I think you need to have that. Then you've got to have the temperament. And that'll be the question mark, the temperament, I suppose, because we never know how everyone handles all the issues that comes that come with first-grade coaching. He's got two years to learn that. Do you think I'm going to be pushing him forward? Yes, I am. He's going to be involved in everything, in every department, in everything that he needs to be. So it will be a fairly um, intense apprenticeship. Um, he just won the apprentice, so I suppose he's all right <laughs> at doing those things. Um, but no, he's he's keen to get involved in everything. Uh, I'll be setting it up for... Yeah, the kids that we've got are probably three years away, so he'll be there at that time, and uh, and I need to introduce him to all of that as well. So, you know, I've had a good look at those kids this year. We've signed uh, all the kids pretty much that we want to sign out of our system, and we've got a, a really good system again next year. So, you know, he's keen. He's come from a sort of a junior system through through us, even though it was Kibra High. They were our school, and... Uh, he played enough games at this club to be considered a junior, that's for sure. Mm. Uh, both he and Robbie, um, you know, I raised them in many ways, you know, from 19 to, well, as you say, Benji was 17 to, to the late 20s. So they, they know me and I know them. And they, they, the game that we played had a lot to do with, okay, some of my ideas, but certainly their abilities and their skills. So we, um, we'll turn, we're the worst side in the league for, for scoring points and tries. And that's my first aim is to turn that round.
Well, you did that with the 2005 team, and you have developed so many former players into great coaches. I think the most in the history of the game, and, and Benji is another one of those as, long, as well as Robbie. Now, are you confident that Benji will look at you as someone that he could challenge Sheensy, or will he still have that, I suppose, that father figure mentality when he looks at you as, a, as an assistant coach? Sabs, Sabs, please. <laughs> <He's>, uh, <laughs> I'll have trouble controlling both of them in real terms. <laughs> uh, they'll challenge, don't worry. They challenged me when they were 18, let alone in different yep. ways, I suppose. But certainly, um, both boys were the sort of boys, and, and you guys are the same, honestly. Uh, is If I said something now and then said something different in three months, they'd pick me up on it. And I'm sure you two would have done the same thing. Now, people are, people are really smart in the game. I'm giving both you two a rap here too, boys. So uh, I like that. You know, they remember things and they need to be challenged and they need to be, you know, um, they're, they're unhappy if they're not learning something. Um, and that's what I think most of the guys that have really made successful coaches, or if you don't go the coaching way, you go the media way, you've got to have an intelligence to the game. If you survive the media or the coaching game, you know, you know the game and you've got some sort of personality to go with it. And that's what these guys have got. Tim, how, how has coaching changed since, you know, you started in the 80s, 90s, success right through uh, into the 2000s? And, or, or fundamentally, is it still the same, um, perhaps with the, the current players just a little bit different? Oh, mate, uh, every generation, I've had, what, four going on, five generations, but mm. they're all different. And you've got to be able to move with them and stay ahead of them. Um, you know, everything from, you know, uh, the old days when the backs, you know, the forwards wrapped around and the backs went together and you had centres playing next to one another and the five-metre rule. <laughs> I mean, I've even played under the unlimited tackle, let alone the four tackle and then the six tackle. So that's how far I go back. But in saying that, you know, the game has improved as well. And I think it improves if you try to improve it, in other words, don't do the same as everyone else does. Um, and I think the success, if anything, that I've had is the fact that I, I try to be different to other people and not necessarily follow the same track. And these two boys are exactly that. I mean, I learned all about kick returns from you, Batch, right? How you ran those kick returns with uh, Chica. So little <laughs> things like that. Mullins in almost affected that because he's twice as fast as you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, in saying that, mate, you know, those things you pick up, you learn, you, and I've been learning all my life. I've never think that I know it all. And these two lads are the same. Um, but uh, we do think alike and that's going to be, and we will, we will obviously coach alike. And I think we will, um, we will recruit alike. You know, you generally recruit your style and I always look for offensive players. I mean, we were, um, you know, I, I don't, don't get me wrong, I don't mind, you've got to be able to tackle. Um, you know, even you had a, a go at that badge, but... Um, occasionally. <laughs> occasionally, mate. You threw yourself in there, don't worry. You've got to throw yourself in the spokes of the wheel, and you did. <laughs> um, the, uh, the idea is, though, um, is to move forward with the game and try to stay ahead of the game. And I think that's the secret of it. And these two guys are in that sort of, they're that type of lad. And nearly every coach that, that has, if, if you call it the system, I mean, I don't take credit for that. I mean, I, I encourage them. But, you know, um, 
in saying that, you know, you, you're on your own when you coach. You know, it's not a matter of I could identify, hard to identify who you think are going to be a great coach. It's like a five-year thing. Ask me in five years, and if you're still doing it, player or coach, you probably can do it, if you know yeah. what I mean, because that's your 100 games, isn't it? There's your experience. If you survive that, so it's not easy, but you can recognise certain, certain, um, you know, uh, that, you know, personality traits, uh, abilities, and so on and so on. I mean, look at Ricky Stewart, Badge. I said to him once, uh, do you think you want to coach Rick? And he said, no, I don't think so. I said, why not? He said, because I don't know what I'm going to do before I do it. <laughs> so how am I going to coach anyone? So And yet there he is coaching and doing a good job, you know? So yeah. you, know, it, you, you never know when that if that's the path that leads and you'll never know whether you're successful. There's plenty of guys who are good coaches but aren't first-grade coaches. They're good, really professional assistant coaches. There's nothing wrong with that, I can tell you. You know, they work their, they work their backsides off, actually, mm. more so than sometimes the senior coach. But it's the senior coach that gets knocked around, you know, in the press and, and gets sacked first. And that's what Ben's just got to face, you know, the situation of the, the three losses or four losses in a row, mate. You know, we've all been there. Mm. How you handle that, how you handle the criticism and so on. Well, the beauty is you can shield him from that for a couple of years, Tim, while he's learning the ropes. And the player relationship's always been crucial, I think, for the, the best coaches and understanding their players and their players having a, a respect or whatever it is for their for their coach. Having these relatively young guys that haven't been that long retired, you must see that as a bit of a, a bonus for those, those guys to when you're bringing you know, young players through. Exactly right. Uh, mate, they're... they're... They're still fresh in the kids' minds, um, particularly Benji, um, and and the parents, of course. You know, the great grandparents remember me, but the uh, <laughs> the, um, the maybe the odd mum and dad. But in real terms, mate, it's a um, yeah. You know, they yeah, you know, they're in the modern game. They've played the modern game. Uh, they understand it. Um, so. Uh, and you know it does it does get better and better and changes regularly and you've got to find ways of changing it already. Uh, Benj has sat down with me and Robbie to talk about the future, what we're going to do, and how we're going to do it. And, and we're on the same page. We're on the same page. As I said, Great. they grew up under me um, and uh, and challenged me all the time right through their careers. And uh, uh, we talk the same language, guys. So um, you know, I think. I think we're going to, um, it'll be successful, you know, um, in this regard, I think, you know, it's a hundred percent. A lot of the three of us are ready to go 100%. They're giving up a whole heap of things from their life. You know, their media and some of their businesses interests and so on are putting them on hold to give it a, a 100% go. And, and as soon as they said that to me, that won me over. Still they're prepared to commit. Um, I wasn't convinced. Because, you know, Benji's making a lot more money than me in media, for instance, and Robbie in business. Robbie's a very smart businessman. So, but to throw that, you know, to move that aside, to 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 come into this system and to do this sort of thing is a um, is a challenge. And, uh, and they've had to obviously um, give things up. And they have, so you know that that's that's probably one of the first good signs. No, I think it's a the perfect storm, a perfect scenario. I think um, the way that you've played it out, I think it gives a really good succession plan for the for the fans as well to have some vision moving forward. Now the yeah. salary cap, Sheensy, I know you've got a lot of good, really good young players that are coming through over the next three years, and some of those junior reps. 
how's the salary cap positioned now that you don't have to pay basically a large portion of your salary cap to other players at other clubs? That's a good point, Sats. Um, we, it will get better over the next 12 months also. We've got a lot of salary cap room as these kids mature. Um, and, I, and we've identified probably um, 24 into 24, which is the end of my, my two years as coach anyway, um, as the time when my, uh, quite a number of these kids will mature. I mean, we're talking about 1920s and 1920 year olds, but our, our current 20 year olds and 19s will be 22 or 23. So it does, uh, we still have to cherry pick, you know, the veteran, the odd guy here and there that, that uh, we haven't developed. You, know, you, you don't always develop a champion in every position, even with, even with the best juniors, but we have got the makings of a very good spine in our kids, a very good spine, um, as good as I've seen. Uh, so if we can bring that through, that's the start because the brains and the spine is where you start your side. You know? um, we've got we've got the the as JR used to say, badge the stock cars. We've got some great young Fords um, mm. and so on, but the Ferraris. Um, we've got we've got an element of that coming through too in two or three very key positions. Yeah, you know, nine. Well, after Appy, we've got a kid that will easily take us forward as well. Um, in the halves and the fullback, you know, you've got to have you've got to have the talent, the, the speed, the kicking game, the, and so on and so on. And and I believe we have, from what I've seen, uh, and I've, I'm a fair judge, I think, of kids as players. Um, of course, you know how they grow up and how they develop and all the things that happen between now and when they're when they're ready for grade is is somewhat out of my control, although we're putting a lot of money and effort into their development, a lot of money and effort into their development. And uh, I think um, if you're good enough, you're old enough, I think we'll see quite a few in our squad of uh, 18, 19-year-old uh, first graders. But in saying that, mate, you've got to make sure you um, you surround them with the experience that they need. How do you... And, and it sounds like the future's bright, Tim, but that doesn't always uh, happen super quickly and fans and mm-hmm. uh, can be very impatient. Um, what's the message you give to Tigers sure. fans about the, the roster management and what they might be expecting, you know, after this mm. season? Well, exactly, exactly what we're saying now. See, Gary, it doesn't mean that it's three years before we get success. You build that success on the way, if you know what I mean. I mean, in 90, in 91, you know, we had our salary cap issue at Canberra, but in 90, we'd been in grand final in three grades prior to salary cap. Um, we lost all the reserve grade guys uh, you retired there was a whole heap of things happened and all of a sudden in 93 we're back to we're back to, with all those kids out of that 20s group you know Hetherington's and Mullins and Croker and Turner and all those kids ended up around the full, half a dozen uh, rep players we had next thing we should have won at 93 Ricky not broke his ankle and yep. in 94 we did so it is a two or three year program, but I could see those kids straight away, mate. You know, I mean, we lost so many good ones, including Lazarus and Gaffies and Barnills and all those sort of really strong next next you know next uh, group of players to come into our system. And we bought past them when they moved from the club. We bought in those young ones. So it is you got to sell the message immediately. Okay, you need to see some results. But at the end of the day, you know, if we put the right players around them, we'll get we'll get some early results from those kids. Um, 
And, of course, we've got to sell it these days. Public perception, particularly with social media, and that is huge. Uh, in the old days, you read the paper, and it was fish and ship paper then, wasn't it? Yeah. So um, at the moment, everyone's honest about what are we doing, what are we not doing. Everyone's got an opinion, and everyone can express that opinion. So, But um, you've just got to keep your head down on those things. I mean, you know, you're not going to get all good things. I was told Benji this, and he knows. He's been bagged by different people, and so is Robbie. And, you know, there's the ups and the downs. But um, but as a club, we're financially strong, and that was much better than I got here in 03. We, we didn't have the finances. We're moving into our new centre of excellence uh, in the next uh, couple of months. Um, we've got the money for football. That's the secret. We've got the money for football. That's why we're pouring it into our juniors as well. And we've got some of the best kids playing and as many as any other club, our numbers are there. So, you know, we've, we've got to persevere with that and in the meantime, um, pick up the veteran. See, Sats, I remember Mickey Buton says to Salo, I saw him the other day, um, you guys came into the club as professionals and helped those kids. Your training ethic and all those things is very important, that leadership. And the younger blokes brought the enthusiasm, mm. you know, for the... Scandalises and Mark O'Neill's and all those guys, um, and so it worked really well. And I think we can we can mimic that to uh, with uh, that type of system. And we're forced to because we're not a club that can afford to buy, you know, with a heap of third parties and everything like that. A uh, you know millions of dollars worth of players. We have to grow them, and uh, it's the longer way, but it is certainly a good way. Given if you remember, Gary, the, the feeling of being a junior technically. Even you guys were juniors at that club. You were there so long. You know how much loyalty, much more loyal you are to your club when you grow up inside that club. So absolutely, yeah, you know, that's what we're looking for. Well, I can't a- believe you're saying that, that the enthusiastic young kids had to get Sats to, to drag him into to training hard and preparing <laughs> well. Sats, come. Not what you Listen, told me. The Sattler tackle is the Sattler tackle was legend in our club. You know about the Sattler tackle. No. William Fulton and Bryce Gibbs, after every training session, every training session, including the um, including the captain's run, the day before the game, one would go down the sideline, the other one would chase and bash him over the sideline. That's the classic Sattler tackle. Right? <laughs> both that lunatics. Was, that was a tradition. Mate, both lunatics. One would be Sattler and one would be, uh, who was it? Toddy Burns. Mm. Yeah, Toddy. Anyway, every – and I'd say, stop, you idiots – Captain's run the day before, and it was it was a fair tackle. They would absolutely blitz each other across the sideline. That was the finish of training every every Saturday or every captain's run. So you would remember, Tats. Don't worry about that. Yeah. And uh, if, they, if they ever listen to this, they'll be killing themselves laughing. Anyone from there from that group would always laugh at these two idiots down the sideline. Oh, they were. We finished. Song. Yeah. Now you've got Sattler a tackle. you've got a game, you've got a very important player that's going to have a, a huge influence on the young playing group next year. Of course, you've got Isaiah Papali'i, and then you've got Appy Karoyesau, yeah, who's got a great training ethic, very yeah. popular at every club. Now the reports, Tim, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago that Isaiah Papali'i was questioning about the club moving forward in 2023 and mm. and where he stood. Yeah. Are you confident that he's mm. that he's comfortable with where the club is heading now? Yeah, well. Only, only in the last week or so, uh, Benji rang him. Um, Benji knows him. Benji rang him and told him the story. You know, this was just before it even broke, and uh, and the kid was happy with that. Um, I, and I'm comfortable that he 
he uh, he will improve his game at this club, uh, and that's what it's about. He's financially stable here, but he's also going to improve. Um, there's lots of things that make you improve in a game, not just um, winning games. I mean, Parramatta are a strong club, yeah. But uh, I think his game's got better this year mm. and each year. And um, and my plans are to play an offensive game. So I think he's going to get plenty of ball, that's for sure. And happy, obviously. You know, I think I've, I've been blessed with so many good hookers um, involved in, in teams that I've coached, you know, right up to rep, rep level, you know, with uh, Cameron. And um, and I, there's no doubt that that's where you start at the, at the play the ball mm. and um, and we've got a good running happy and a very good 17 year old coming in behind him. So uh, let alone a number of good kids in between that, to be quite honest, in the club. So yeah, I think um, yeah. The obviously the issue is the optic for us is you know we're We've got a few problems, but in saying that, there's a very, very good core of kids coming through already in the current team, let alone um, you know, Vanilla Pole and, and Madamu are these kids that um, really, I believe, are going to be the next generation. Um, they're, uh, they're young. These, these kids played SG Ball this year and last year, and they're in first grade, so from under-19s to first grade. So, you know, that... big jump. Yeah, Ice or Papalihi did the same thing. I asked him. He did it at 18. Mm. So when you, if you're good enough, you're old enough. And um, um, so I, I believe, well, they will have a young team, but I, I'm determined to make sure we keep some veterans in around them, or some senior guys, just to take the heat off them a bit. But really, these kids, our kids, are used to winning. They come from a winning background. Um, so you know, the same as our kids came in. Um, in a three note four sets, you know, Liam Fulton's group, uh, Robbie Farrah's group, um, Badge, even you guys from Brisbane when you came down to, to Canberra brought a winning culture with us, you know, so you know, that's also important. Now, yep. I love any time I get to talk to you, Sheens, whether it's on the phone or just in person and, and pick your brain about rugby league. And there's one, there's one question I've never asked you, I've always wanted to hear your answer. Yeah, you started coaching way back in 84 at at the top level with the Penrith Panthers. First time they made the finals as well in the 80s. Um, but what's been the most challenging year for you as a coach? Is there one period that stands out? Mm, yeah, I think in 92. Uh, um, 90, 91, we played Penrith for the for the tri for the three, you know, the uh, repeat, the three-peat, and uh, we got beat um, in a good game of footy. Uh, 92, losing all those players from from um, from the salary cap uh, issue we had, uh, and I mean you're talking about a 1.2 million salary cap, yeah. and we were 120 thousand dollars over the cap, and that lost that lost um, something out of the 52 club roster. That's just three grades. I think we lost over 30 that left the club. So you know we had to start again, and uh, I think that was the challenging time because in 92. Neither Penrith, who won at 91, nor us, who was second, made the semis. Neither of us made the semis. Mm. In 93, we come back and win the pre-season, and except for Ricky's broken leg, we, we may have, we, I thought we would have given it a shake that year. We certainly were one of the best teams in the comp. 94, we went on with it. So, you know, I think that we came out of it, but the, the 91, well, particularly 92, 91, because once we found out halfway through the year we were in trouble, you know, it was a, it was a tough year for us to um, 
to to navigate. Um, and then uh, with players, all players were thrown off contract badge, weren't they? You know, yeah. so yep. the, the club took 10% off everyone and that, that, of course, released every player from contract. So that was probably one of the toughest periods, I think. Um, Penrith days were easy sats. When I took over, the, the, uh, Roger Cowan, the CEO, said, if you win one game, Tim, one game, we'll be happy. <laughs> so that, that took the pressure off me. How many did you but, win? Um, yeah. Uh, missed the top five because it was top five then by one win. We got beat by Parramatta. Oh, okay. And I won coach of the year. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, Phil, actually, I got the Coca Cola one too. So next year we made the semis first time. I think one of the best things I've ever done was that, that year, semis, because um, I played for Penrith for 12, 13 years and we never made the semis. I had eight first grade coaches in a career of 12 years. Oh. Eight. Yeah. So. You can, that can tell you what the, the Penrith Panthers, the chocolate soldiers of the 70s were. So, um, yeah, so I, I just felt that was something special for me. You know, I know grandfathers are and things, but when you do something like that with your club, who've been in since 1967 and never made a semi-final, um, I was quite proud of that, that effort from everyone in the club. Great stuff. Great yeah. stuff. We could sit here for weeks and talk to you, Sheens. You know, I know you love talking about your rugby league as much as what Padge <laughs> and I do. But um, yes. yeah, we want to thank you for, for taking time Not out. my fault. Not my fault. You blokes asked me. You, we you did. And we out. love it. It's not my fault. We do. We love it. <laughs> hey, thanks for taking thanks, time guys. out and joining us on Sports Day. I appreciate Day. it. Love you. Mate, it's been a pleasure to be involved with you guys. You know that. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.